Um, welcome to the Move podcast. I have Steph and Ryan with me today and we're going to chat to Ryan um, basically about how he started coaching with us here at Move, which is really, really exciting and um, how we know him and what he's about. Um, but we were just saying how we actually knew each other, right? No idea. No idea. I kind of, yeah, I kind of just saw you. I knew you from around, I guess. Yeah is probably a good way to put it. And then, yeah, you had that parkour workshop at the leisure center. Yeah. And I'd seen, think maybe, would you, had we already been to Real Movement by then? No. No. It was before Real that Movement. That was before Real Movement. Yeah. So some reason you were there. Oh, I did, um, I did like the mum's fitness stuff there. So I did like the postnatal, like getting back to exercise program there. Mm-hmm. That was like a big baby of mine that I really enjoyed doing. Yeah. And then I saw your workshop and you had like 50 kids in there. And I remember talking to, what's her name that helped you organize that? Amanda. Tom. Amanda. Yeah. yeah, she's cool. And um, I remember talking to Amanda and she told me that no one at the leisure center thought that the parkour workshop would work. And then you had like 50 kids within like a week. And I just remember talking to Amanda and being like, this is super cool. Like he's going to impact all those kids. This school. Like I'd so much rather my kid come in and do this than be like at the skate park with dickheads or be on the PlayStation or just be like watching TV. And then I saw what you did and I was just like, there's no one taking photos for him. And I went in and took photos for <laughs> yeah, you. Because right. I was like, there's 50 kids in front of him and no one's taking a photo of him <laughs> with all these kids just like watching him. So then I went and took photos and I sent them to you. Yeah. So I was probably this weird, crazy lady yeah, that went in and just took photos. Yeah, because I was like, who the hell is Jess Ryder? And why is she sending me 100 photos right now? <laughs> and then I realized what they were. I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was so grateful for those photos because, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was yeah. like, I have 50 kids in front of me. I've got three coaches I can need to manage. Like, these kids are going to start punching on if I don't get them <laughs> moving. Like, let's go. Um, yeah. Yeah, didn't even think of photos or anything. So, yeah, I was very grateful. Yeah. No, I remember that. And I walked in, took photos, and I was like, I'm just going to go take some photos for you. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> the fuck are you? But I had my Leisure Center shirt on, so yeah, I probably looked like right. I Yeah, I wouldn't have so, even looked at your face. So I would have yeah. seen a Leisure Center shirt and been like, okay. Yeah. Whatever you need, just yeah. go do. You leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And um, so you're also a real movement coach, right? Yes. But you've written a program for a real movement. Yes. The Rings, the rings, rings course? Rings course, yes. Yeah. So you're a lifetime member of real movement now. Yes. To my knowledge, that is yes. <laughs> Super exciting. Yeah. And um, how did you become a part of Real Movement? Um, it was January 2019, and I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Potts. Um, whether it was or not, I don't know. But, yeah, I joined up in 2019. I was a very different person. I had very long hair. Um, <laughs> I ate a lot of shit food, and I hated weights. Yep. Um, those are, like, the big staple things that changed <laughs> very quickly. Um and yeah, just like went to my first event and it was sick. Just saw how like you're supposed to eat, like, and just that big brother culture. Like it was all men at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like there was these big dudes that were like own gyms. And at that stage I thought like, maybe I want to own a gym, maybe not. Like, let's just get in the door here, see what's happening. Um, yeah. And we started off with some juggling and some handstands. I was like, yeah, sick. And then we got to the barbell and I, <laughs> was in front of everyone and uh, about 35 kilos lighter than everyone else in the room. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. And then like, a couple of conversations happened and got called out on some things. And I was like, okay, yeah, i got to go train. And They're pretty honest, aren't they? Yeah. So, they don't really let anything get hidden. No. 
Like, yeah. I, I said, I think we'll go around goal setting. And I was like, yeah, I think I really want to hone in on my five ball. And Mark Christensen, the owner of Prodigy, was like, you're, you're only picking things you're good at. Like, why don't I get a better back squat? And I was like, but I don't want to. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that helped me with. And, like, of course, now I've, I've done the work and I've trained yeah. for it. But at that point, I was like, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> and now I'm like, thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I remember sending Keegan a video of my ATG and was like, is my ATG position okay? And he was just like, what's your body fat doing? I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Real Movement. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even comment on the ATG. I was yeah, like, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Real deep. Um, and so your history is basically gymnastics coaching, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my professional history is definitely just gymnastics coaching and then progress from there. Um, I started playing, like, came, came from Victoria. I started playing, like, AFL at a young age. Yep. And then did a bit of, like, footy and then did a bit of basketball, cricket, um, and then through school did all the weird things like badminton and volleyball. <laughs> ne- never like outside of school. It's just at school we did that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, that they make you do in the session, in the PE. Yeah, and it was like inter-school sports. Yeah. And it was like you do this or you go on right lines. So I was like, I'm hitting a volleyball. Let's go. <laughs> Don't diss volleyball. It's, volleyball. I'm not dissing it. I just would never have joined. Um, Steph's like volleyball champ. Yeah. I loved it because everyone was shocked when I could spike over the net. I'm like, how the hell do you get over that thing? Yeah, um, you can jump. Yeah. Um, oh, look at you both gymnasts too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you artistic? Yeah. 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 The four apparatus? Yes. I know, yes, cool. <laughs> My brain was just like, what? <laughs> you spoke a different language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had yeah. to go back Artistic. in Artistic. Ah, yeah. ah, not you. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I did 10 or 11 years wow. of gymnastics. Where at? What club? Um, it was Nambora, then it went to Sunshine Coast, the one in Mumbai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I train there every Tuesday. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's, it's very different to when I was there. Yeah. Very yeah. different. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah, when we started <laughs> doing handstands with real movement, Steph's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to go. And then, like, well, I was only... her pointy straight toes and her straight body, and we're all just like, fuck you. <laughs> well, I've got my memory came up the other day, like my first handstand I did. I was thinking I was only at eight weeks post. Yeah. After PJ, and I was like, "Hey, I can still do a handstand." Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, I know. She looks so pretty. <laughs> so, so upsetting." Where I'm like bananaing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me twelve months to get into a freestand handstand. She does it like eight weeks after popping out a child. Yeah. It's like sick. This is sick. <laughs> but yeah, and With then all so the so you did all that sport. But were you doing gymnastics, like training in gymnastics at that time too? No. So I did like all of that sport and then started trampolining when I was 11. So yeah. like in that time I'd migrated to Queensland and moved up Yeah. age 11. And like I think I was doing a bit of footy and then it was the off season. So I was like, I really like trampoline. Actually, I used to love a parkour guy called Damien Walters. He's like a stuntman. And yeah. Like, um, I think it was like six-time British, British trampoline champion or something. Oh, cool. So I just thought like... You can do cool shit and you start a trampoline, so that's that's just what I have to do now. Like yeah. I just have to copy exactly what you did. Yeah. Funny thing, he also shaved his head. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he he's just doing all this crazy stuff, and he was like my absolute idol, which I don't really recall having an idol prior yeah. to him. Like he was just like the guy that I was like, I just want to be exactly like you. Yeah. I never had that feeling before. Like, you know, you look up to some footy players and that, but no, this guy, I was like, I want to be you. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, I just started, like, training trampolining, 
couple of things happen. Like we just had a lot of coaches swapping. And so like every time a new coach comes in, you have to start from scratch. And so I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and so like I just left trampolining and started doing skateboarding and kind of fell away from AFL. Um, I was 11, started breaking bones. Oh um, yeah. About, Which is a big part of your journey too, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I was like maybe like 13, 14. I think my first one was like eight. I broke my ankle on a scooter. That was embarrassing. Um, and then, yeah, I think 14, 14 to 16, actually, I'm going to say. It's like I broke 12 bones. That is intense. Like in 18 so months. Oh, no, it was in 36 months because 18 of those months I was in the cast. Yeah, that's next level. Yeah. yeah. So 12 bones. 12 bones. Yeah. So I've got right wrist five times, right ankle twice, left yeah. ankle twice, left wrist twice, and then nose once. That's intense. Yeah. Um, and so by the fifth break of my wrist on my right arm, they were like, we're going to have to operate. Um, my doctor was very against like operating. Like yeah. you're a young boy, like you don't need to operate. You're just a bit clumsy, rah, rah, rah. Um, they checked like my, my bone density and they're like, it's fine. Like, you've got all of the average stats that you should have. Like, mm. We don't know why you're breaking all your bones. Um, and yeah, so they ended up doing a bone graft from my hip to my wrist. Yeah. Um, that was the operation I had. And yeah, I've lost like a lot of mobility in that. And I, yeah, I was in like a cast just for that one a very long time. I can't really yeah. recall um, how long it was. But there was one point where I was in... Two, I had two broken arms and a broken leg. So, like, one of them was just coming out of cast. Yeah. Um, the other one was in a scaphoid cast, which immobilizes your thumb. Yeah. Um, the other one was, like, a chipped ankle. Yeah, that's intense. And, like, it was the last week of grade 10. So did you do gymnastics after that as a chance, like, as a way to gain strength, or did you do gymnastics during after, that afterwards? Yeah, after. yeah. So I started gymnastics at 17. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so that's 16 years too late to be an Olympian. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just loved it. And it was like, I really liked the cultivating skills and I was by far the worst at everything. Yeah. And cool. was sick. Cause like, I just got to see what the body could do. I, I like the environment I was around, like really good skateboarders. So it was yeah. cool to see that, but what a skateboard can do versus what the human body can do. Like, it's almost similar to the amount of flips that the things mm. can do. It was just cool to see that, like, these guys were so far above what I thought was humanly possible. I just thought, like, Olympians were freaks that, like, were just yeah. born and they could just do it. And, but just seeing, like, how these guys, kids, how these kids trained yeah. and what level they got to putting in, like, 35 hours a week at age 13. Mm. Like, was it insane? And I just wanted to be a part of that culture. So how old are you now? 21? 21. Yeah. So you started gymnastics when you were 17. Yeah. You're 21. Yeah. So that's four years. Yeah. Right, and so you can handstand press, you can do like epic shit on the rings, you can yeah. do stuff on the silks, you can juggle, like you can do flips. Yeah, I actually saw that thing you did on your, I can't remember what it is. Oh, round off back handspring back half. Yeah, cool. I would never remember that. Yeah. So it's again to sound like you spoke Chinese. Yeah, but it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so you've only been training for four years. So imagine what, like our athletes could do if they just put their mind to something for four years. And I made a lot of mistakes in four years. Yeah. So like. Imagine what an athlete with the right coach, like with us coaching them in two years. Yeah. Like I, it took me four years to kind of get it. It's, it's been, I would say like two years of serious training. Like yeah. Yes, I was training seriously for four years, but now that I've done like weightlifting, like 
gone to the circus, like all these other things. And you've changed your diet. Changed my diet, yeah. Like shaved your head. Shaved, like... shaved my head. Yeah, I'm more aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, beard, like, yeah, shaved it off. Um, dropped body fat. Like there's so many. Put on like seven and a half kilos. Like there's so many factors that have gone into what I've done, and I think those massive changes have come over the last years, last two years. But yeah, I've basically been training for four years. Mm. Been like flipping my body for 10 because yeah. I started when I was 11 but I re- like trampolining was very like recreational but yeah. gymnastics was very like come in get the work done go home yeah you, trampoline felt like there was a win every week yeah um whether that was because I was young or because it's a bit easier or whatever yeah. gymnastics was like you're gonna do this thing for six months and you might not get it yeah um cool yeah that Move was 101 it's very discipline based <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was I remember like I one of my favorite things is getting a rings muscle up. I remember that day. You're not a man until you can do a strict ring muscle up. Five right? Keegan reckons. Five. Yeah. But I remember being Good probably, thing I don't want to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was seventeen or eighteen at this point when everyone in the gym but me could ring muscle up. Oh, gnarly. Yeah. And so I would go in like two hours earlier than I was supposed to. I have a key to the gym. Going two hours earlier than I was supposed to. And I'll do the same workout four days a week for I reckon about four months before I got one. That's intense. I was like an 18-year-old boy just like going in, like trying to do this thing that everyone else could do. Yeah. And I was so disciplined. I like had it all written down on my phone, got to the point where I didn't even need to look at it. But yeah, it was like a, an hour and a half workout that I would do before four hours of coaching just so that I could be like one of the guys that could do a muscle up. That's, That's probably the, the thing that I worked for the most first. Yeah. For, is the right wording because I was quite talented and so like a lot of things happened by themselves yeah it was like this was something that would not happen by itself but I wanted it so I yeah. just kept hammering it it kind of instilled that you've got to work for things do the work get the results yeah um do the thing have the power so yeah yeah that was like the first journey that I went on the skill journey that I went on was the yeah. muscle up. yeah and then I got that and then a massive one that has taken me four years is the backhand spring yeah I remember being I have a video of me being shit scared to do it into a phone pit oh wow yeah and now i can do like multiple in a row on the beach that's so on cool concrete like there's no <clears throat> no real fear to it. Yeah, it anymore. I, I remember being terrified of it so it just instills in me that yes things are hard and they're scary now but in the future there'll be a warm-up mm. like that's like when people start like even on their strength journey like they come yeah. in they're like fuck this barbell is heavy like it's 15 kilos man like yeah and then they come in and they're like warming up with the barbell, doing sets of 10, just breezing through it, chucking yeah. weights on. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really good thing when you see someone coming to the gym who struggled to get up off the floor, uh, up from bottom position with the barbell, who's squatting 60 kilos. You're like, remember when you started like eight months ago and you couldn't even squat the bar, yeah. now you're squatting 60 kilos. Yeah. Remember that? Good work. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what led you to want to work in gyms and be a strength coach? So, yeah, I guess I just became – obsessed with strength training because i was so weak mm. like i was i think i was 52 and a half kilos um so i was 10 kilos lighter than i am now yeah no um and i was breaking all these bones and i was eating shit food mm. it's a correlation there yeah um that like zero muscle mass also no fat mass um no nutrients no nutrients like no good nutrients just meat pies and veggies. And you're, you are what you eat, right? Like yeah. that's what your cells would have been gen- trying yeah. to generate new cells. Like your body would have been trying to generate new cells from meat pies. Like it's not really going to do any benefits yeah. for so you. So like the, all the connective tissue that I'm eating now is like I'm, I'm huge on it because 
I have broken so many bones and like the minerals that I have damaged or like broken, mm. I wasn't putting that stuff into my body for those things to fix themselves. Yeah. So like I wasn't having enough collagen, like tendons and ligaments. Like I wasn't doing like yeah. having um, gelatin. Yeah. Like I was eating just mainly like, yeah, shit food and the like steak. Like there wasn't like I'm eating lamb, heart, liver, kidney, mm. neck, like Eating all this nose weird, to tail. weird stuff, nose to tail stuff. It's actually super affordable, yeah, by the way. Yeah, way, yeah, it's like four dollars a kilo. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember getting lamb hearts in Victoria for a dollar a kilo because the bloke wanted to get rid of them because so I was buying them. That's next level. Yeah, so I was living off like lamb hearts. Mm. Yeah, like I was talking to someone the other day in the gym about liver. I was like, you just cut it all up, freeze it, and cut it into like tablet size, the end just swallow it whole. And it's they're like, oh, yuck. I'm like, you can't even taste it. It's frozen and it's so small, you're going to swallow it straight away. Like, yeah. just put it in your tummy, your body will do the rest. It's a multivitamin. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the best version of a multivitamin you can get. I was here, I was listening to, I think it's Paul Soledino talk about also, like, when you eat a liver, like, science is limited. They don't actually know if there's an enzyme in eating a liver that transfers straight to your liver. Like, yeah. They don't, know, they don't know what's in, like, all the nutrient profile of a liver to say does that liver actually carry nutrients and specific things to your liver because yeah. you're eating it, um, which is quite interesting. But why did I start on a gym? So I... <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for pulling us back. <laughs> Thanks for pulling us back in. Yeah, right. Something important. Um, so I started training in a gym. Got my cert three through school. Yeah. Um, so did that for the eight points. That was it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I was, I was need eight points. I need to graduate, I need eight points. I'm going to be a gymnastics coach for the rest of my life. I just need the eight points. Um, hated weights because I saw so much cool shit with body weight. I was like, yeah. weights are stupid. They make you bulky and inflexible and no one should touch them. <laughs> um, now I'm the opposite of that. Um, and weights have helped me become all of those things except bulky. Uh, and helped me, they've helped me um, get more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, you just need to know what you're doing. Anyway, um, so yeah, did that? Get, got my cert three. A new gym opened up in Noosa called um, LMP. Yeah, um, that's with abs. And yeah, basically went to him and I was like, "Look, I'm a gymnastics coach. I got my cert three. And he's like, "That's cool. You can run like classes, but you'll need your cert four if you want to do anything else." Mm. And so like having that deadline and opportunity to do that, I went and booked in at TAFE to do my cert four. Yeah, perfect. Got all that done, started working with abs. Um, found out that like working with adults was very different. Yeah. Um, backtracking. I saw a hot, I was working at Crawley Gymnastics Club. The thing that I liked was that everyone had their own specialty. So I had a lot of coaches. Some people were good, really good at teaching floor. Other people were really good at teaching strength. Rah, rah. I was looking at like what the gap was and I saw that the gap was like, integrating the rehab and the strength to the skill. Like it was like, yeah, we have to do push-ups. I don't really know why we do push-ups, but like someone told us to do push-ups, so let's do it. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'd like really be interested in becoming a strength coach. And then having that injury background where everyone was like, you're going to lose this much percent of your wrist, like percentage movement of your wrist. Like you all, you get arthritis when you're 18. That's what one doctor said to me. Um, and a couple other stats like that, I was like, well, okay, I should really like look into this strength stuff because really it's my only option unless I get operated on every part of my body. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. And so, yeah, I started like getting obsessed with strength training, trialing heaps of different things. Um, 
and yeah, I, I just try to fill the gap of like strength training at the gym. Um, and then we ended up getting like a, um, Asker strength coach in, um, who I, like, I didn't agree with. And then there's another strength coach and we're all just like kind of butting heads at the same thing. Um, and I just continually educated, like I did my cert four, I started listening to Christian Woodford, yeah. went learned from Jordan Potts, listened to Todd Jarrett. Yeah. Like those were like the first guys. Then there was like, um, Joe DeFranco, um, and then eventually like Keegan, Charles Pollock, yeah. Ben Patrick. Yeah. Cause I heard of Woodford through Jordan Potts too. Yeah. And then I started jumping onto his, some of his stuff. And then I saw Jordan did his internship or like an internship with him. And then there was the availability to go do one. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to, I can't even remember. I think I went to my dad and I was like, dad, I want to just literally put my life on hold for three months. And I want to go live in, literally live with Christian Woodford for three months. And my dad's like, who the fuck is Christian Woodford? I was like, <laughs> he's like the God yeah. of strength. Like yeah. he's the God. I need to go. Then dad's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And I was like a fully grown woman. I just had to ask permission from someone and I walked to my dad and I was like, can I please? That's like, do you think this is a good idea? I'm like, that's why I'm talking to you. He's like, it's not a good idea <laughs> to put your life on hold. But imagine if I had, but yeah, no, I remember seeing all those things through Jordan. So I guess that's probably how we're connected, right? It's Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's connected to Jordan. Yeah. Thanks, Potsy. Yeah. He's a legend, but um, yeah. What else? Yeah. So yeah, I just started like strength training and that because I was injured, like I had to, mm. I had no choice sort of thing. Uh, and then I actually fell in love with it because there was like a lot of mental benefits to strength mm. training. 100%. And then I went from LMP, so I started coaching like adult gymnastics there. A mm. um, couple of things happened, like two big things that happened was I started talking to CrossFit Noosa about running a 10-week gymnastics course there. Yeah. Um, and... They were amazing in the fact that they made me see how much value I had. Yeah. Like I was like some kid walking in, what really like 18 or 19. And so like, you would have only been gym, doing gymnastics for a year or two, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. And so I walked in, I was obsessed with it though. Like ah. I was so, like, I would go home and I'd watch all the videos and I'd like study up all as much as I could and just like find like guys like Nick Ruddick and um, what's the other one? The Shift Movement Academy. Yeah, these are like gymnastics strength coaches. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like Coach Summer who made gymnastics bodies. Yeah. Um, Edu Portal. Like I was just obsessed with it. It was nothing but gymnastics. I just thought I was going to be a gymnastics coach for the rest of my life. Yeah. That was it. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to be the best gymnastics coach that I can be. And I, yeah. Yeah, just did like all of this education and was completely obsessed. And then, yeah, but gymnastics coaches get paid fuck all. Mm. Like they have they, they, they the courses are quite cheap, but so extensive. Like it's mm. like 200 bucks for this beginner course. And it's the course that I did. I learned so much in that one course. And then there's also the intermediate. I learned heaps from that. Mm. Um, and then also like doing the coaching hours of being surrounded by good coaches. But yeah, so they get paid like nothing. So I thought I was worth what I was being paid. Right? Mm. This is my only past experience. So yeah, I went to abs and he's like, commission-based kind of yeah. thing. So we like worked out this thing and then went to CrossFit Noosa and they told me a number and I was like, are you sure? Like you realize that I'm this and then I started like the self-doubt and was like voicing that to like my boss and they were like, no, we'll pay you this. And there was like no budget. And I was like so stoked that I was making the X amount of money. So I was like rocking up early. I was like doing all these extra things and I was like, wow, like this is sick. I'm worth all this extra money. And then like, 
I was just like that good like pat on the back like you're actually yeah. doing really well like he, here's like some financial backing for that yeah um so yeah forever grateful CrossFit Nusa then also Ashley O'Brien came to my adult gymnastics class because Cam was, was at was LMP it, it was at LMP yeah yeah and he was like I think he's trying to do like muscle ups mm. um so yeah Cam was there and then um I was coaching out of there and then Ash came to one of my adults classes and Ash owns aerial, aerial cats yeah. yes um and we're doing um, gymnastics rings, acrobatics, which is like rolling and tumbling and stuff, yep. and handstands. Yeah. Kind of the things, and then a bit of strength around that. And then, um, so I was teaching rings. I was very dogmatic with my rings. I was like, mm-hmm. you do these things, and that's it. That's where the rings are for. Yeah. And Ash gets on a side doing all this weird shit. Mm. And then I like notice and didn't say anything. And then we're doing a group photo, and she gets on the monkey bars upside down, and does a split. And I was like, that's not the first time you've done that. Like, I can see, like, it's quite natural. And so, yeah, we got the group photo. It was cool. And then I started talking to her after class, and she was, like, talking, like, I do aerial. And I was like, oh, what's that? She was like, oh, it's the silks and lira. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the curtain and the hanging hoop thing, hey. And she was like, no, it's a silk and a lira. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, and she ended up convincing me to come to one of her classes, and we're having good chats about business and everything. Ended up bringing one of my mates, Kate, to one of her classes, back when she was out in the shed and there was only two points we yeah. were doing silks out there, just the two of us. Um, and it was so much fun. Anyway, like we got talking more and she goes, you should go to Nika. And I was like, bless you? Like what is Nika? And she goes, it's like a circus school down in Melbourne. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, eventually I will. And then like the opportunity came up, Josh Duncan, one of my friends from Just Acrobatics, like did it and went to Nike. Yeah. And so it was that like mere, like that effect of like, oh, someone's already done it. Like it can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, so I started like training for it, looking into it. Um, yeah, that's like two of the biggest things that happened at LMP. Anyway, from CrossFit Nosa, I'm trying to think, where'd I go from there? CrossFit Nosa, I went, maybe it was Pegasus? Were you working with, yeah, were you working with Jordan? A bit i was yeah so i'm just trying to think of the order of things because like i've been at like 12 gyms yeah so i'm trying to like think of like the order of things <laughs> is that like is that going to be an ongoing pattern right? not an ongoing pattern, perfect yes. perfect <laughs> jess is trying to lock me in forever guys. yeah so. i am trying to lock you in forever <laughs> i don't want you to go anywhere i want so, you to start teaching like adult gymnastics i want you to start doing all sorts of cool shit yeah um well yeah i can't remember the order but it was like lmp crossfit noosa Pegasus. You would have been doing a few at once too, right? There would have been some crossover. There was one that I was doing. It was like, I was like like nine venues in one week. I know. And it was like, I was making zero money, but having the time of my life. Yeah. But like both my fuel in my car and my bank account were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was having so much fun. The gypsy laugh. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to start calling myself like the traveling gymnast. (laughs) Yeah. And then Potsy's like, you only travel from here to Kimpy. It doesn't count. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was cool. And, but yeah, pretty much that time was just spent like getting better at coaching. I could mm. just like put in hours in. Um, well, like even I go to, um, Pegasus like every now and then and just go and hang out with Gus and watch him run a session. I go yeah. and chat to Roxy and like, then, you know, Gus will just, I'll message Gus and be like, Hey Gus, I need help with this. And he'll just zoom me and he'll just sit on a zoom call with me for like 40 minutes. And yeah. And the same with Jordan, like Jordan came to pick up the, um, jump mat the right reaction time i'm at yeah I saw that and um yeah he came to come pick it up he literally spent 40 minutes here just chatting to us like every time i spend time with those guys 
I always learn something. Yeah. So now I just try to absorb as much. Even with you, like, try to absorb and Steph and Chels. I just try to absorb as much of everyone's time because I know I'm always going to benefit in some yeah. way. Yeah. You always meet people who you're not going to benefit from having a conversation <laughs> with. But once you know the ones you do benefit from, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth being around. Yeah. So I'd imagine, did you ever do any work with Prodigy? Never worked with Prodigy, but, like, obviously the real movement. Yeah. Um, I did it with Overhaul a bit. Yeah. Um, but that was the early stages. Yeah. I'd love um, to spend more time with Mark. He's pretty, like, switched on. He's got cool, like, marketing and stuff. Yeah, and I love it. And link. also, I'll just never, ever forget his saying, money in the bank. Because <laughs> everyone else, like, everyone else has done things on trades in the other gyms, right? And he's just like, yeah, but it's not money in the bank, Jess. It's not money in the bank. Money in the bank. And now I'm just like, money in the bank does help, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really does help, money in the bank. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably what you're coming into realisation now that yeah. – Money in the bank stops you from picking pineapples. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm jumping. Should I just recap? <laughs> just yeah. Recap my life. Started gymnastics <laughs> at 11. So, sorry. Started trampolining at 11. Didn't go back to gymnastics until I was like 16, 17. Um, I'm 21 now. Last two years have been spent personal training and circus training and real movement ting. Um, <laughs> ting. Ting. Yeah. Ended up at NICA. I got in, guys. Yes. Okay. Let's go back to this. Yeah. Yes. So, so I remember you were worried you weren't even going to make it. Yeah. So worried. So scared. <laughs> I was like, because ah! um, I had no circus background and it was very performancey. Like it was like you had to have food, musical theatre, dance, like some level of drama. Like just you had to have that to get in. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I was like terrified. So I didn't even apply for the real course that I wanted to do. I ended up applying for like the one year instead of the three. I was like, I'll do the oh. one year, do a taste tester. If I end up getting in, I'll probably just stay for the three if I can get into that one. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I auditioned. I remember training for one month. Like doing – I did aerial for one month. I was like, I'm going to give myself one month to just like make a piece to do at night uh, for the audition. Um, that was with Ash as well. But the actual audition piece, we, me and Ash put together in one month. That's cut. I learned an entire new apparatus in one month. That's insane. Um, and there was like a couple of shoulder dislocations in that month. Oh, so we could I would just go and just listen to Ash. And she's like, what can you do? I was like, not a lot. She was like, okay, listen. And she would just like explain it all. Um, we do the run-throughs of what I could do. We talk about like costume and theming and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, ended up getting in. Um, so got in, started organizing my life because I was like, all right, I'm going to Melbourne. Um, I was at the farm gym for some reason. I was talking to Acacia. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get to Melbourne super quick so I can get settled in. She's like, that would have been one of the real movement events. Yes. I think it would have been Grindstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It would have been exactly that one. Um, so, yeah, we did a brutal obstacle course and I was talking to Acacia. The one that I held you in the last – I walked with you in the last yeah. bit. And then, and then you were like, so you're going to yeah. go do another lap. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I remember because you're like, I want to pull out. And I was like, yeah, same. And then I get to the end and I saw like everyone like kind of was already halfway slash three quarters of the way through the second lap. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not pulling out and just kept going. <laughs> and then you were like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> we were going to do it together. Yeah, it's going to make me feel better about myself. And I nearly did. And then I saw everyone else and I was like, I'm not pulling out. Um, and then so, <sighs> thinking with that obstacle course is me and Adrian, Adrian Fish were like, Neck and neck, and like we were chilling. It was so chilling on the obstacle course. Came to yeah. the last little bit. I started sprinting up the hill. Started with way, a log. Yeah, way too early. Yeah, like a way too early sprint because Adrian had more in the tank than I did. Yeah, and I started running the wrong way. 
And everyone's like, it's over here. So, anyway, I get there and I fell over. And then everyone's like, just get up. But I didn't come last. Yeah. So thanks, Adrian, for coming last for me. Good yeah. Um, and then you were talking to Acacia about getting Acacia to Melbourne. Acacia about fast. getting to Melbourne really quickly. And she was like, this is your first time, like, moving out of home, hey? And I was like, yeah, I'm really excited. And she was like, you're traveling down one of the most beautiful parts of Australia and you want to do it in two days? She was like, take ages. She was like, go and visit everywhere. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually a great idea. So I ended up talking to Hannah because we had a performance on New Year's Eve with Skyfall Entertainment and we are planning, like, the performance. Yeah. And she was like, oh, so you're, like, traveling now? And I said, yeah, I'm going to take 10 days to go down the East Coast. Like, I'm just going to wing it. And she got super stretched. She's like, you cannot wing it. There's too much things to see. You cannot wing it. I'm going to plan it for you. And so I was like, no, nah, I'll be fine. Ended up planning it for me. It was yeah. the best plan that I could have had. Yeah. Um, and you stopped at heaps of real movement gyms, hey? So many. There's one every two hours. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so recap, there was – so I went from – I started – at Goldie, so I yeah, went from here to Goldie and trained with Jack Wilson at Bondi Beach. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bondi Beach. Um, Burley Beach. At Burley Beach at the new Calisthenics Park. And then um, he went and got vegan food and I cooked a steak and we <laughs> sat together with it um, on the Burley Hill. Yeah. Um, and that ended up being heaps of crew from the AMPM gym and we all just sat together and oh, watched cool. the sunset. Um, and then from there I drove to Byron. Um, it was Falls Festival weekend, so there was like no free parking. Cool. Um, and I was just going to sleep in my van. So there were so many people. Um, ended up, like, sleeping on some random hills. It was beautiful. And a flashlight kept coming in my van. Um, turns out it was a Byron Bay lighthouse. Oh. I realized that in the morning when I woke up and I was right there. Um, drove from Byron to Lorrington, which is Steve Bellamy. Yeah. Um, He's so cool. ADP, yeah. So we did, like... The fit old fella. The fit old fella, yeah. So Best got, Instagram handle. I'll never forget yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'll get get there. Um, we ended up, oh, he, like, cooked me food when I got there. And he's like, yeah, you can come back to mine and, like, just sleep out the front. I was like, cool. Um, in the morning, we did a weightlifting session. We went through the cleans and then had lunch. And then I headed off from Lorrington to maybe Newcastle, I think, was next. At yeah. the Movement Collective uh, oh, yeah. with Rod Cooper because um, Hannah was from there. And so, yeah, got in there and they were doing, I think it was like front levers and deadlifts with fireball juggle for rest or something. And I was like, I'm Next here level. for this. Yeah. Um, actually, prior to that, I got there a day early. So it was like a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so Hannah just messaged a couple of her mates and we all ended up meeting up at the park and so let a slack line up and I pulled up the unicycle out and I was cooking food on this like public barbecue. It's like random people that Hannah knew. Oh, that's um, so cool. It was so sick. And then, yeah, trained with the same people at the Movement Collective. And after that, we went to these cool as, like, Newcastle pools or something. They're, like, a concreted thing at the ocean. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, and then, yeah, grabbed coffee after that and did some stair running. Um, from Newey, I think I went to Sydney after that and yeah. saw Nick Wolfpack. Yes. Um, yeah, and caught up with him. He's a lovely dude, like, most generous human. It's crazy. He, like, gave me my ollie lifting boots for free. Um, and then, yeah, let me stay at my house, maybe coffee, maybe like, just was full, like, I'll treat you. I wasn't even paying him or anything. Yeah. Um, then he ended up, like, I stayed with him a couple of days and he ended up, um, getting Philip Liao, who's a Commonwealth Games weightlifter to come and coach us. Oh, wow. Like, for free. Yeah. And I was like, 
I'm being treated. I don't think I'm leaving Sydney. Yeah. Um, then, this is where I'm stopping. Yeah. And then so, uh, and then from there, the next day, I went and visited Simon at Duff Tough Fitness in Sydney, which is calisthenics. Okay. Um, so that we met through the calisthenics circle. Um, then from there, I think well, Wollongong stopped, yeah. stopped at Ghetto Movement with Will Baggy. Um, Crazy. Ended up teaching some random um, Balinese dude how to skate. He was a local fisherman, so he gave me two kilos worth of fish. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Um, trained with Will. That was insane. That dude is a nutter. Like, he just goes. He, he just wants these things, and he just goes for them. He was training, like, one arm chin up and dragon pistol. And I was just chilling, and he was so hammering tongs. It was sick. Um, but, yeah, epic gym there. From Wollongong, ended up at Yak and Dander. Yak and Dander. With um, uh, off-road performance coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a circus in Yakandanda. Pull up to the main street. It's five shops. One of them's a circus. <laughs> it was nuts. And I got there on a Sunday. Everything was closed. I go into the pub. I'm like, is anything open? I'm like, no. I'm good. Um, yeah, so I got to Yakandanda. From Yakandanda, where did I go? Um, oh, I went straight to Melbourne to Fifth Element Wellness to try and get a job. Yeah. They were full. Went to Praxis Athletic, Paris Little. Um, started like an internship there. Ended up like working with him. Yeah, he's sick. Like some of the best strength programming I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. Then started training at Nike after yep. my ten day road trip. I was living an hour and a half out of the city, so I was catching the train into the city every day. Gnarly. Um. Which was cool. So I just read my book. Um, yeah. On the train road home. Then I was working at a couple of dance studios down there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everything was great. We we're training seven hours a day, five days a week. I was going to be a circus slave performer. That was it. I decided. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just being in an environment where you walk in and someone's doing a 30 second one arm handstand on a wobbly chair, you're like, yeah. cool, it's eight o'clock in the morning. It's Monday. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had a coffee yet. And they were already doing that shit. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And then like, I was a COVID hit. Um, I decided, I kind of saw it like it wasn't going to blow over. Yeah. Cause we got shut a lot earlier than everyone else did. Cause we were like very physical contacting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then decided to come home. Was driving Skate. home. Yeah, escaped. I was driving home. <laughs> Queensland border was shutting one day. I had a um, driving. What was it? I had a driving bond or a good behaviour bond, so I couldn't drive after eleven p.m. Yeah. But the border was shutting in two days. Yeah. So ended up like driving as far as I could in one day. So I ended up doing it in two days. If I could have, I would have done it in one. Um, but. Get to the border and they just changed the rules that night and I was asleep yeah. and don't have a radio on my car. Um, so, yeah, I get to the border out west somewhere. Like, wasn't the Gold Coast thing, is out west. Yeah. And I crossed and I get there and, and I said, like, I saw my Queensland yeah. license plate and my um, license, my actual driver's license. And then they said, like, where's your application form? And I went, I don't need one. He said they just changed the rules like midnight last night. And I said, well, like, I don't have one. What do I do? And he just said, looked around and was like, go in. Because you're a returning <laughs> residence, all right? Um, and then mum heard on the radio that day that like 75 people got turned away at the border. She oh, no way. Because my phone went flat and couldn't yeah. call her. Um, anyway, just got into Queensland. So I was headed back towards the Sunshine Coast. And I called Slade. And I was like, what are you doing with all this COVID stuff? He's like, well, I'm picking pineapples. And as a joke, almost as a joke, I said, do they have any work? He's like, I'll text you. Text me later and says, meet me at 5 a.m. at Aussie World, bring long pants and a long shirt. 
He ended up working there less than I did. I ended up working there longer. It's like six months. And then Jess hired me and now I don't have to pick part of us anymore. Woo! That's okay. That's my life story. I remember when you were packing your van to go to Nika and I had those um, yellow parallels. Yeah. 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 And did you end up selling them? Yeah. And I'm I'm about to buy them back. (laughs) Cool. Cool. And the handstand came? Yes, I still have them. Good. Sweet. Don't sell them. Um, And... Then I remember you going down to Melbourne and I remember all that happening. And I remember you coming back. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're giving up, you're giving up on it. And you're like, I'm not giving up on it. Yeah. You just decided that this is not, and like, you know, Keegan had given us the heads up that this shit ain't just going to go away either. Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of information out there, but um, yeah. And then you come home and I'm actually really glad that you've come home. It's worked out for the better. Yeah. Like, everything has fallen into place. Like, like You even great. have a girlfriend now. Oh yeah. Right. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. Everything, imagine yeah exactly imagine we moved into like a month too so yeah that's okay um, so jake and i were pregnant in eight months so yeah i hear it because i say that i'm like oh man like me and alex rushed it a bit we we're quite quick and then mm-hmm. i hear all of these stories like alex's grandparents like married in like four months and yeah like all these other, i'm like we're cruising <laughs> yeah yeah you guys are on autopilot yeah. if i'm in cruise control you'll yeah. be fine no jake and i jake and i got together and then yeah within a month not even he was living in my house and he was just like, he's so bad when I say it, parking his car in my garage. <laughs> but he was actually storing his classical car yeah. in my garage that he'd restored. Yeah. And so he was there all the time because of the car, apparently. But he was there all the time because me. And then when I moved in, when I built my house, he just was like, how about I just move into it? I have to rent the room out. And I was like, oh, that was a great idea. I haven't been together ever since. Yeah, cool. See, it works out. Yeah. It's fine. Chris moved I mean, into my parents' house. Maybe six or eight weeks after we started going out. Oh, see. All so, right. and that was she was living in her parents' man. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Parents' house. <laughs> Committed, but yeah. And twelve years later, we're here. And yeah. so, what what do you see? So, what do you see for yourself with move? Like, what do you see? I get better at weightlifting. That's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like get better at myself, and then also like be able to coach it. Yeah. Um. And then like. It's very central and it's a good mm-hmm. vibe, but like the men's strength club we could build up for sure. Yeah. So I think like those would be like my first role. Yeah. I guess is like helping good. build the, the men's strength club up. Yeah. And then like the weightlifting. And so what are you most passionate about as a coach right now for you? Like with your like working with athletes, what's the things that you're most passionate about helping them with? Yeah, so like with my broken bones and stuff, mm-hmm. it's still injury prevention. Yeah. But not like the clinical one. Yeah. Not like where you just go and like you do five sets, oh, three sets of 10 with a therapy. Like, yeah. That's, I want performance outcome injury prevention. Perfect. And I, so I've been working like with a lot of dancers and gymnasts, cheerleaders, yeah. Um, circus performers, so yeah. that they can like get strong so that they don't get injured. Yeah. Not just that like injury and strength are separate. Like, yeah. They're very integrated. It's so, exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So trying to teach like strength and skill. Those yeah, are like my two biggest things. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us. That's all right. I appreciate it. Ran around in circles, but we're back here now. Yeah, that's okay. That's like every conversation <laughs> with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.